Hello and welcome. You are listening to the Third Thursday Podcast with your hosts, Harry Ozarek and Ben McEntee, where we hope to connect, encourage, and equip student ministry leaders of today. This is a resource provided by the Rocky Mountain District of the Christian and Missionary Alliance, and you can find us on all major podcast platforms. Please hit the like, subscribe, and share buttons to help others be connected, encouraged, and equipped to reach students with the gospel. Here are your hosts, Harry and Ben. Hi, and welcome to another episode of the Third Thursday Podcast. It's great to be with you again, Ben. Yeah, it's great to be here. Yeah, we have a special episode today. Our topic of the day is discipleship that sticks, but we're also doing a little preview with this episode of our annual Rocky Mountain District Youth Leader Weekend coming up April 19th 19th through the 21st at Yellowstone Alliance Adventures in Bozeman, Montana. And with us today, we have a special guest, Ken Caster, who's going to be the speaker at this Youth Leader Weekend. So, Ken, thanks for joining us. Thanks for letting me be on this with you guys. Absolutely. And so, as you all know, we like to start every episode with something fun, light, positive. And so I have a question, Ken and Ben, for each of you. What was something rewarding and or fruitful that happened last year? So that's 2023 for those of you listening that didn't remember that last year did exist. And and good things did happen. And so... Uh, curious from you guys, what was something, it doesn't have to be big, it can be small, whatever. Uh, what was something sure. that um, was fun for you? Uh, you want me to go first or you want our sure. guest to go first? Listen, it, it, we're all <laughs> in this to together. The guest. I we're all to the in guest. this. Look at this. <laughs> Man, I haven't thought about this, Harry. I think, uh, you know, I turned 51 in 2023 and I yeah. don't know if I'm happy about that or not. Because I'm, I'm like, now I'm like, I'm into my decade of my 50s yeah Yeah. so it kind of it hit me this last year that's partially Mm. exciting and partially overwhelming so i i'm not quite sure how to answer that i'm yeah i'm overwhelmed by your question actually thanks for depressing me yeah you're you're welcome (laughs) you've tipped over the precipice of 50 and now you there's no like sitting on top there's no going back no. no, 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 you're getting, listen, when you're in your 50, you haven't even hit your prime yet. That's what I would say. You have not hit your prime. I mean, physical prime, let's be real. That's, that is slowly, I'm 44, so I know, but like everything else, the total um, life prime, you haven't hit it. You're, you're yeah. then after, after puberty is over, your brain cells start dying. And that was a long time ago. Scientific. <laughs> Yeah, I just uh I'm in like gonna... reverse puberty now. Right. <laughs> well, I gotta be honest. Okay, something that I think you should think is rewarding and fruitful is your salt and pepper beard. Oh, I love it. Okay, yeah, the beard the beard game has improved for me. That, well, that yeah. Sure. yeah, absolutely. I have a few gray hairs already and I'm pretty excited about that. Yeah. yeah Harry yesterday in our meeting said, Hey, I love your salt and pepper gray uh, yeah. beard, but it's really it's not salt and pepper. This is you just got salt. salt. You got more salt. salt. There's a yeah. little pepper here, but this is all salt. You got a little more salt <laughs> than pepper. I'll give you that. There's a little pepper in there, though. I see some yeah. pepper. Maybe some, maybe some bleach. Yeah, yeah. yeah I'm yeah. working on it. I'm working on it. <laughs> so, That's good. For Wait, me. For, oh, yeah. go ahead, Ben. Did no, no, you have no, one? you go. No, oh, no, I appreciate. No. Um, for me, our second kid went to school this year, started school oh, man. and, uh, is loving it, kicking butt, doing really well. Um, nice. he's super sad right now. Uh, one of his best friends, Nevea, is moving away. 
Mm. And so today when I pick him up from school, we'll probably have a little hug. You'll be all right, mm. though. But uh, he's experiencing life, and so I find that pretty rewarding as they're venturing outside of the house and uh, learning how to make friends and learning, growing, and experiencing some loss already and mm. and working through that. So it's been pretty fun, rewarding yeah. for me to see number two out of the five jump into the school atmosphere. And uh, my wife's also finding it rewarding having less kids at home during the day. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. As she has a full-time job, uh, stay-at-home mom and uh, works from home. So. Mm. That's good. That's good. Well, uh, for me, um, I have three daughters. My youngest, Lavender, uh, she's nine. She asked for some French books. This just popped in my head. She asked to learn French for Christmas. No way. No way. It's ridiculous. And, and we thought that that was so strange. And then shortly thereafter, she wakes me up one morning. Uh, she comes in, in and she goes, Dad, Dad. I know what I want to be when I grow up. I go, what? I want to be a missionary. And um, and I was just, I and then I thought, oh, the French thing was just somehow potentially clicking. And I go, well, why do you want to do that? She goes, because I just want to tell other people about Jesus. And I, and I thought it was the coolest thing. Again, well, yes. I, I, I don't know where that's going or anything, but I just thought, Wow, I uh, now now I as a dad I have some sort of responsibility. Of course, you know <laughs> she could change that in a month, but but you I'm gotta like, learn French, okay. man. Yeah, I go. Hey, you're you're learning French. You're gonna have to learn that probably. <laughs> this will be <laughs> this will be positive. Have another language. So anyway, just seeing really, I mean, rewarding I and fruitful it. thing is just seeing as you, Harry, had mentioned, just seeing children yes. grow cool. up. Yeah, you right. know that's uh, that's a beautiful thing, and yeah. just praying that they stay connected to the Lord. Obviously, Amen. that's Amen. that's huge. So that's a rewarding, fruitful thing yeah. uh, for the year for me. We've got our mini youth groups rocking yeah. and rolling. That's right, absolutely. Yeah, how cool is that? I appreciate you sharing that too. Yeah, mm-hmm. um, yeah, that's got a, just a little warm feeling in your stomach. I got a little <laughs> warm feeling in my heart. You know? I I, uh, I I did I did, and again, you know. I mean, just how, how do you, how do you respond to that? I go like, I, t- I told my wife Danielle, and she's like, "Well, that makes me nervous because, of course, as a mom, she's thinking about her child. You know, if, yeah. if ever that were to happen." And I go, "No, we would have to foster that. So, yeah, uh, yeah. and and the Lord would take take care of that, take care of her, her child if that were ever the yeah. the reality. But mm-hmm. yeah, yeah, cool. Well, cool and stuff. and. Uh, Ken, as we want to get to know you, um, you have three kids, correct? I do, older than your children. Yes. Yeah, you're in uh, a different stage. That's right. Yeah. Thanks for reminding me. <laughs> hey, just just to be clear, you are 51, which means you are in your 52nd year. You've already surpassed yes. 51. Yes, I am. Yes. We love you, Ken. many steps. We're, we're really glad that you're here. Please don't leave. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I have three three kids. Kathy and I have been married uh, 29 years, and awesome. this year, 2024, awesome. will be our 30th anniversary. We're oh. really excited about that. Um, yeah, we have a 25-year-old who is a youth pastor in the Christian Missionary Alliance, Cottage Grove at Hope Community Church, and working with Mark and Lindsay Wiggins. Great. And uh, so Zach is just uh cutting his teeth and and really getting going serving the lord 
in that way. Uh, we've got a 21-year-old, Ben. He is uh, with us at home still, but he's driving trucks for FedEx and, and is working hard. And we Heck love yeah. that. And then we've got an 18-year-old daughter who's a senior in high school. Her name's Eliana. So she graduates this year. The kind of the neat thing about our kids, a uh, little trivia, is that none of our kids were born in the U.S. So a couple of them were born in Canada and one of them born in South Africa. So it's kind of a neat little tidbit of information. That's awesome. By yeah. the way, I just looked it up. Your 30-year anniversary is the Pearl anniversary. Oh, yeah. Oh, that sounds expensive. <laughs> <laughs> just, just add that one, one more thing. So, hey, uh, listen. Not only have you surpassed fifty, but also it's Pearl. It's Pearl you anniversary. Get... <laughs> Sorry, yeah, those anniversary. years. Those years when you're trying to launch your kids and get them through college and all the expenses of cars and phones. And... I hear yeah, you can fish for them, though, right? That. Yeah. Do you know how to oh, fish yeah. for those clams yeah. and be able to get I the should... pearls out? Yeah, that sounds. <laughs> That sounds easy. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> my my last anniversary was inflatable uh, uh, paddleboard uh, year. That was that. I, that's what I was going for. <laughs> I don't go with a rock or anything. I just go with like practical. Ben, I don't think that's yeah. I don't think that's a thing. That's not a thing. <laughs> yeah, I don't I'm think making so. it a thing. I'm making it my own thing. Oh my goodness. So I have a a question for you, uh, Ken. You were sharing about your family. And what was it like moving from Canada to Minnesota? Can you share just a little bit of the the cultural change, differences for you, your wife, your kids? Um, they were all pretty young when you first made your move to the U.S., correct? Yeah. yeah. Um, yeah. And what was that like, making that shift? Uh, it was 2010. Um, mm -hmm. And I remember the day because we were going through the border uh, at Sweetgrass, Montana. We were going Let's through the go. border there at Sweetgrass. And uh, we weren't allowed to enter into the U.S., even though we were U.S. citizens. Uh, our really? car, which had been manufactured in Tennessee, didn't have the U.S. air quality oh. mechanism included or something. Yeah. So there was some, some little, little thing that was... It was Canadian uh, certified, but it wasn't U.S. certified. So they wouldn't allow us through with our vehicle. So we had to pay some lawyer hundreds and hundreds of dollars and spend the night in a hotel that we hadn't planned no. on. And so it took us like an extra 24 hours to get through the border. And then we had to get the car uh, repaired, so to speak. That cost another hundreds of dollars. Um, so that was our welcome back to the U.S. day I'm experience. Sorry. But that's not really what you were asking. Um, <laughs> that sounds tumultuous, like, though. I mean, yeah. to the U.S. Uh, our family, my wife's family lives in Minnesota. So we, we were moving back to be by her family. Yeah. And so that was wonderful to get close to them. Um, we are very close to them. We're, we're within like a mile of all of them. <laughs> so we, <laughs> it was wonderful moving there. And now we've spent 13 years a mile away from our whole family, yeah. uh, which is great. <laughs> it comes with its unique challenges, of course, right? No, I'm teasing. And, it's been and exciting it's been, things. It's been wonderful to be by yeah, them. Absolutely. Um, I realized being in Canada for about 14 years, roughly, we we had missed a lot of american pop culture so in some mm. ways that in some ways that was the biggest culture shock was coming back and realizing there were all these songs all these tv shows that mm. i hadn't realized we hadn't 
we hadn't been a part of. So um, I, I just felt a little like I, I should fit into all of this and realizing there were many conversations, little little sayings people had. They were quoting something that everybody else knew and I had right. no idea what they were. That was that was always a little fun. <laughs> That's awesome. Yeah. Uh, do you have a NHL uh, team that you uh, that you uh, we, enjoy? Yeah, we were in Vancouver and in Calgary. So, yeah. uh, but we were in Vancouver first. So the Canucks became my go-to team yeah. for the NHL. Yeah. Yeah. And Flames were always really fun to support, but the the Canucks were were a blast at the yeah. time that we were there. Yeah. yeah, that's like the obligatory like Canadian question. I just yeah. asked What's it. What's your like, favorite hey, hockey? Do you, do you like hockey? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. Did you live in an igloo? <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> There's some ignorant questions that can come out. Uh, do they do they keep their doors unlocked where you live? Do all the like police that? ride horses? Yeah. <laughs> I yeah. prefer it. In fact, that's awesome. Yeah. So, um, were the Grizzlies there in Vancouver when you were in Vancouver? <laughs> uh, they were, yeah. Yeah, the, the basketball team. NBA. Yeah, they were still there. I went to lots of games because the tickets were like $3. No way. Sure. Seriously? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Sure. They, oh, my were, goodness. You got to see some a good players. Financially viable team. Yeah. At the time, yeah. So, yeah. Jason oh, Williams went through their white chocolate, went through the Vancouver Grizzlies team. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> That's right. He's probably one of my favorite NBA players. Oh, White great. chocolate. Yeah, he's pretty good. <laughs> <laughs> so um, I own some of your books, which is to say I mm. own probably all of them, or at least mm. most of them. Um, what was your favorite project to work on and why? Oh, there's been a lot, Harry. That's that's. Thank you for asking that question. Mm -hmm. The Lord's really, he's had his favor on that um, over the last 11 years. Um, I've been a part of 22 books uh, and have, but have authored some straight out. So the first one was Grow Down. That was probably in some ways, um, in some ways the most exciting because I just couldn't believe that anybody would have asked me to, to put a book together. And it's a book for teenagers about what it looks like to be a follower of Jesus and yeah. um, just really dynamic. And the Lord just really used that. I've gotten to talk about that uh, book um, probably a thousand to a thousand different groups over the mm. last 10 years or so. Um, eh, that's not true. Last 20 years. Um, just, the Lord's just really blessed that tremendously. And then um uh, a high point along the way, uh, I got to work with John Michael Hinton, a magician that some of us know. Um, we did a we did a book together that was just really dynamic. And John got asked to be on Good Morning America. So I got to go out and be a part of that process with him. And uh, that was a highlight. That book's called Imaginate. Um, Jesus Centered Bible was a project I was able to be a part of with Rick Lawrence. That was I, I remember when we got done writing that uh, in his in his dining room at his dining room table i just kind of sat back and and i said out loud um rick i i think i can die now like <laughs> i think i've accomplished all that we would need i would need to do on this earth and have it be a fulfilled <laughs> life i mean it was just harry the lord's really blessed um all that stuff and then this year 2024 if you if a year from now if you'd ask me what was the highlight of 2024 i might say that it was a, a new youth bible that's, yeah, that's coming out uh, this spring in 2024 called Make a Difference Youth Bible. I've been yeah. working on it for eight years and it's just been a labor of love. And um, 
and maybe it'll fit into our conversation today about how how we want to see the next generation just thriving and and taking action in their faith. So sorry, that was a long answer to your question. No, it's no, a great good. answer. It's a, it's a major part of what my world has been for the last dozen years. Yeah. Yeah. That's great. Yeah. That's great. Hey, Ken, um, being in ministry for multiple, multiple years, is there any, uh, like, is there any really good advice that you received early on? Like, go, like go back. Mm. I know that's, that, that's a, mm. it's just a few short years ago, but go, go, uh, uh, is there really some good advice that you received early on in your ministry, uh, uh time that really helped you in, in serving young people and folks? Ben, that's great. Early, early on, I had a, a lot of uh, mentors who said, who, who kept telling me, don't get trapped in the machinery of ministry. Yeah. Make sure that you are, you are always walking with Jesus. So, mm. and I've just, I've tried to never let go of that advice, Ben, all those years ago. Thanks for reminding us that I'm. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's good. It's Listen, good. We're, we're coming to to you because we know you have that experience ken yeah yeah i was 18 ben when when the the lord gave me an opportunity to serve as a part-time youth pastor when i was 18 i was so bad at it i was so bad (laughs) i made so many mistakes but i love jesus and i i was a person of some character in my heart and i love jesus and so the lord can do just about anything he wants to do with somebody Mm. who loves him and has has a good heart right um he, he doesn't care so much about your talent or, um, you know, how good you are at speaking or how good mm. you are at uh, um, singing or leading a worship song or, or, you know, how creative you are with your, your uh, graphics on, right. the, on the Instagram for your next <laughs> event. The, the Lord's not so concerned about that stuff. He wants to know if you love him. And if, exactly. if you're going to follow him with your heart in an 18, like that was me, like there was something just uh, somewhat pure and, and raw. I wasn't a good pastor at the time. So, mm. so here's the great, the, the great combination, Ben, that I learned is that you stay, you stay desiring after Jesus and following him and, and keep your heart pure in that. And then year after year, after year, after year, the experience that you that you have makes you learn, learn it and mature. Mm. And I had a, I have a good friend named Ginny Olson, who's, uh, she's, she's a longtime youth ministry veteran. Yeah. Ginny, Ginny said to me someday, if you stick around long enough, you become an expert. Mm. <laughs> mm, that's yeah. good. I love it. I love yeah. it. Yeah. And a lot of, it. and a lot of people in youth ministry don't stick around long enough. So right. they, they they jet out for whatever reason. Um, some of it because the Lord's called them to something else, and some because they burn out. Yeah. And um, there's something about keeping your heart um, steady and and pursuing of Jesus that that keeps you fresh and yeah. and keeps you going along the way. Because mm. it's not always easy. That's for sure. Well, that's good. That's good. Uh, uh, going back to that 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 original idea, some advice that I was given was early on was always grow. You you need to be growing to help yeah. others grow. Mm-hmm. And that's kind of the, in, in the same, same vein. And that is so vitally important. Right. Um, not to get caught up in that machine, as you had said, which is good, mm. good, good word uh, right. to describe that. Absolutely. Yeah. I love it. I love it. Hey, was there any advice, like any, did you get any 
and I don't want to like just dwell on negative things, but any bad advice you ever received like early on or in ministry or is any, you go like, wow, that was not good advice. (laughs) Oh, that's a great question. Um, yeah. Just give them a bunch of sugar. I I don't know that they gave me the advice, the advice directly, Ben, but I did have some some people that were ahead of me in ministry had had been in for a little while who were working too much. And I think, you know, they were taking every phone call on Thursday night at 1030 PM that came to them or they were, they felt the need to be the one to go to the hospital. If somebody was sick, they Mm -hmm. felt they were, they were setting a standard for me that, Mm that I needed to be the person who responded to every crisis and Mm -hmm. every need or else who else would respond to this and help this person Mm -hmm. through it. Mm -hmm. And I, over the years, thankfully the Lord, the Lord was gracious and I didn't burn out doing that. And I learned that um, other people are maybe more gifted than me to do a lot of those things. And that if I'm the only one doing it, the ministry is going to be really unhealthy and people aren't actually going to get the care that they need. So over the years, I've learned to say no to a lot of things. I, I love those passages in scripture where Jesus says, nope, I'm going to go yeah. to the top of the mountain and pray. Sorry, yeah. I'm not healing anybody for the next you yeah. know, couple of days. Oh, I'm, that's I'm great. Out of here. So, Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. So in other words, grow, grow and say no. Learn how to say grow no. Grow and say Ooh. no. <laughs> Ooh, new book. <laughs> new book. One, two, punch. Check it out. Ben just happened. here with the creative Woo. factory churning, man. man. <laughs> Grow oh, and cool. and say no. No, uh, no that's I all, love that's that. Ken. I love good. that, Ken. That's that's great advice. Um, that's something that I can say I've learned from you as well, among mm-hmm. other um, other awesome mentors that I've had, of the idea of balancing your life and not saying ministry is taking the whole and understand that there's there's other things God wants you to be prioritizing and and right. uh right yeah being healthy and all of that it's really right. good advice love that yep. um yep. so the the title of our episode is discipleship that sticks Ken you're coming to speak at the annual youth leader weekend here in the Rocky Mountain district um and so this is kind of we we wanted a little bit of a preview for what we're going to be talking about at the Youth Leader Weekend. And so um, my first question to you, and it's to all of us too, um, but how do we define relationship, or I mean, uh, discipleship, excuse me. <laughs> we can define relationship too at a different time. <laughs> um, but how do you define discipleship? And I find when I ask this question too, everyone comes at it maybe with a little bit different uh, angle based on experience and so on. And so I was really interested to hear from you. How do you define discipleship? Yeah, two two parts to it for me. One is the word disciple. I think we we often uh, just just fly over this fact. The word disciple means learner. So mm. if you're a disciple, you're a learner. Mm. And and Ben was saying you're you're growing. Like gr- you got to be growing. You got to mm. grow and say no. Um, <laughs> so a disciple means learner. So if you're a disciple of Jesus, you're a learner of Jesus. And that that doesn't mean just informational. Like if the Bible, the biblical idea of learning and knowing is this more intimate, relational mm. reality. So if you're a learner of Jesus, you're going, you're going to be 
seeking after him. You're going to be learning what he cares about, what's important to him. You're going to try to mimic what he does. You're going to try to be close to him. You're going to try to spend time with him. You're going to, you're going to learn the, you know, the dates that are important to him, so to speak. If Mm -hmm. I'm learning my wife, right. Yeah. I'm going to treasure what she treasures. I'm going to enjoy what she enjoys. I'm going to be with her in times of silence and in times of conversation I'm going to uh, notice what she notices and my heart's going to break for what her heart's breaking for. That's, that's what it means Mm. to learn somebody. Right. So Mm. if I'm going to be learning Jesus, that's, that's what I need to do. That's a disciple. Um, But most of the time when I answer that question, I actually, I actually draw a picture and it's from that grow down book. That's where this comes from that um, we're, we're not to be adding other things to our life. Uh, and be adult, so that ad, ad, the word adult means to add another. Um, mm. We're we're supposed to be just focused solely on God. Love the Lord your God with all your heart, mind, soul, and strength. That have no other God before me. That sort of thing, right? Um, so the way we do that, Colossians chapter two, Paul says, "Accept Jesus as your Lord." Mm. And then it's like, how do we? Wh- and then continue to live in obedience to Him. How do we do that, Paul? He says, let your roots grow down into him mm-hmm. and draw up, uh, you know, be built in him, drop nourishment from him, be built in him, strong in the truth that you've been taught mm-hmm. and let your lives overflow with thanksgiving for all he's done. This image of a tree is throughout scripture of what it looks like to be a follower of God. Psalm mm-hmm. 1, Ephesians mm-hmm. 3, um, there's trees in the garden in Genesis, there's mm. the there's a tree in the new heaven and earth in Revelation. It's just the, this imagery. The people of Israel are like a tree that's um, planted and transplanted, and it's a place where where others outside of the nation of Israel can come and find refuge and rest mm. and build a nest mm. in its branches. Right. So it's just this imagery imagery throughout Scripture of what it looks like to be a follower of God. So we're rooted in Christ. We stand in the truth and stand in this world and are buffeted by the winds, but we stand in the winds of culture Mm. and the winds of life um, with all the woundedness that that creates. But we still are the people that can can overflow with life and abundance and thanksgiving and fruitfulness. Mm. Um, Think fruit of the spirit growing in us. Um, for others to be nourished by that that sort of imagery so there's something i don't like the formulaic western idea that hey this is the definition of discipleship and it'd be like one sentence solving that question (laughs) because because the bible actually paints a picture and a process yeah more than a product for us so it's yeah it's not a step one step two step three and then we can just figure it out if we can just get the 10 step process down we can just start churning them out (laughs) left and right right Right. like ignoring i've got eight of the ten am i yeah (laughs) yeah right and then we just ignore the whole relationship aspect between each other and between us and jesus and and growing in that and samuel um yeah it's good ben did you have something well, no, I I just love the idea of thinking of discipleship not as just a sentence, mm. but really as a picture. I like that yeah. because a picture has depth. There's there's mm. so many different ways you can look at it, and uh, the 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 
the uh, def defining of discipleship is deep. And I love yep. it, just, mm. just going back to the root of it, learner. Right. And something that I would always tell any student is to be a lifelong learner, and that's what mm. I want to be. Mm. And and uh, uh, there is always more to learn, certainly when it comes to, to the Lord. Uh, yeah. And uh, that's so, so important. So I love just, it's simple. Yeah, it's a learner, but it also allows you to really go go deep. So well, I think and to that's be a awesome. learner, Ben, right? You have to be and Ken, um, you have to be humble. Yeah, uh, requiring you to say, "I have something to learn." Yeah, um, but it also requires you to be patient. Mm -hmm. When I hear you talk about learner, those two words come to mind really quick. If we're going to be truly a learner, we have to be humble, saying we have something to learn. I need to learn. I want to learn, um, but we also have to be patient because learning uh, doesn't happen instantaneously. It doesn't right. happen, oh, now I know it all. Here we go. Um, right. That's probably pride talking if that's where we go, right? Um, yeah. And it and it's a patient process that um, it takes time. Yeah. And that means that there's going to be disappointment in that at times. That means um, there's going to be frustration there at times. That means mm. there's going to be... Uh, stretching, challenging, um, molding taking place that is uncomfortable or <clears throat> even painful at times as God pokes and prods and, and tries to push us forward in where he wants us to go. And as you talk about this picture, right, in this tree, I know um, in your illustration at different times, you brought up knots on the tree mm, and how mm -hmm. they turn. And as we spend time with Jesus and as we learn, as we grow, as he impacts us, he begins to turn those into beauty marks rather than scars. Yeah. Could you talk yeah. <laughs> on that just a little bit, Ken? Because when we talk yeah. about learners, I think we talk about often just this growing and this super positive and, yeah. and neglect the reality that it's it's a tough process sometimes. Well, yeah, a lot of people want to grow so that they are perfected mm. and don't have any problems, right? So they can yeah. deal with problems. The reality is in life, uh, we're going to be wounded throughout our entire life. We're going to have wins Mm. of of uh that that hit us unexpectedly that are going to be difficult sickness death um things that that we're struggling with um people that that we're struggling with uh there's gonna be winds of ideas blowing around in culture that are gonna harm us or buff it up against us so in in any tree if you look at any tree in this world it's gonna have mm. a limb that was torn off or a bark that was scarred or, mm. or ripped apart um, and so every single tree has wounds, scars, knots, every single one, mm -hmm. right? And there's something beautiful about that. I think we'd all say it makes it unique. It makes the story of that tree unique. And so each of us has a unique story that we've experienced. Um, mm -hmm. and, and we have those scars. A lot of people want to get rid of those scars. What, what's fascinating with Jesus um, is that when he, you know, when he heals somebody, their story is still their story. Mm. The, the blind man still was blind before he was healed. He, mm -hmm. he still had all of that pain and all that experience, all that PTSD associated with it, all that um, ostracized life, mm. all those judgmental people around him. That, was, that's, that hurt is still part of his story. He's going to wear that wound 
his whole life. But what's amazing mm. is Jesus comes along, heals him, and now his story becomes a beauty mark where mm. other people who have similar sorts of stories and experiences mm. are like, dude, how how are you still alive? How are you still mm. experiencing joy in life? Like what what is different about you? Because I can see that you've been through the same mm. stuff I've been through. Mm. Um, dude, how are tell me what's different about you. So I think when we have wounds in our life, um, if you've had something happen to you or you've struggled through something, mm-hmm. you've been in those dark places, people notice that. But mm-hmm. then if you've, if you've begun to really grow into Jesus, he begins to bring some healing to that. Mm-hmm. And people notice that. And they're like, I see something different in you. You've got to tell me, mm-hmm. how is your story turning into something good? Because that's what mm-hmm. I want. And then, mm-hmm. then you're able to share about Jesus. Yeah. Um, and, and the reason why is because Jesus has scars. Yeah. And, and you look at Isaiah 53, it's by his wounds, by his knots, by his mm-hmm. scars mm-hmm. that we're healed. And so mm-hmm. people can get a handhold and a foothold in Jesus's scars. Dude, I could go, I could talk about this for forever. <laughs> right? We all I'm engaged. I'm, I'm yeah. loving it. I'm yeah, that's good. So because we're healed, we're healed by his wounds mm-hmm. and his wounds become sources of life for us. But for all of eternity, we're going to be seeing Jesus with wounds. He doesn't try to cover them up. Yeah. He doesn't try to take them away, Ooh. but he's turned them into something of beauty that, that we're going to be worshiping God forever yeah. with life because of. Right. Well, yeah. this is, I, I feel like this is discipleship taking place right here, right now. Right. Like, <laughs> and I mean that somewhat like, yeah. Yeah, but truly, if anyone's listening, I don't know how you walk away from this conversation not feeling like you um, have been learning, right? And as we talk about discipleship, being a learner and someone that wants to dig deep into who Jesus is day after day after day to be challenged, to be um, stretched, and uh, to grow— uh, I appreciate that a whole ton, Ken. It's awesome. And I hope anyone that's listening understands discipleship mm. that sticks does not take place in a step 10 process. One through 10, here we go. And once we get to step four, you're going to do this. But instead, understand that it's living life seeking to learn from the one yeah. who created you. Is that a fair one sentence summary? Yeah, I like that. that. I like not that to, a lot. Not to I, reduce it yep. too much, but <laughs> no, I like that because that's ultimately I think that's what makes the difference for young people, and mm. that's how their discipleship they learn to stick with discipleship because they they learn a pattern. Discipleship isn't about becoming a perfect, fully mature mm. follower of Jesus, mm-hmm. right? I don't know any eighty-year-old who's reached that point. Yeah, but the but the eighty-year-olds that are closest to it are the ones who are still learning and growing. Yeah. Like yeah. they they have a yeah. vibrancy to them. Amen to that. And, they, and like they're still pursuing that humility that yeah. you mentioned, Harry, and that, yeah. that desire, that deliberate point where that 80-year-old says, man, I, I'm going to keep learning. I'm going to yeah. keep growing. Yeah. That, that 80-year-old is the person I want to be around because yeah. they're, they're childlike. Yeah. Like they still have a wonder to them to, to grow. And I think the, the childlike person is the most mature follower of Jesus. Yeah. Not the not the one who has gathered the most information yeah. over the years. So it really yeah. is that that pursuit of relationship and wonder with Jesus. Yeah. That's what we're after. And I, so I think young people. I think that that's like the the what I hope that they'll learn mm. 
is yeah. that kind of rhythm, like this lifetime rhythm of discovering Jesus and sticking mm. with that. So mm. um, it's not about behaviorism. It's it's about relationship with Jesus and pursuing yeah. him and, and getting yeah. close to him. Yeah, that's great. That's great. I love uh, looking at Isaiah 53 with uh, Jesus's wounds. I think that's great. When I think of that, I'm just reminded that Jesus experienced that. Mm -hmm. And so he has, uh, uh, when we have those wounds, we know we have a God who's experienced that too. And there is that, that understanding, which which makes that intimacy and personalness of our great God real, which I absolutely mm-hmm. love. And then, and then you said we, those, those knots in, in, in the, in the, uh, in the wood there, uh, that you go through it. And I think that through is a mm-hmm. really important, especially for our young people today, where yeah. uh, we're talking about wounds and things. I think as a culture, what we're, what, what we're hearing out there is not to go through, but to sit in these mm-hmm. things and to mm-hmm. let that be you, yeah, you become, become that thing, yeah. right? Instead of saying, hold on, this is something I'm going to go through and not, I'm not going to do it alone. I'm going to do it with a savior who also experienced wounds and yeah. overcame them. Yeah. Uh, and we have the power to do that with, yes. because of the cross. How, how beautiful is that? That's, mm. that's something that, uh, boy, I want young people to know so that they can live in that freedom of the Lord. How beautiful. That's really insightful, Ben. That's really insightful. And the Bible talks about that, right? So because uh, suffering Mm. produces perseverance. Yeah. Perseverance Mm. produces character. Character produces joy. And I think sometimes we we try to go from suffering to joy, (laughs) right? We McDonaldize it. That's what we, that's often our prayer is to, to instantaneous Lord, remove me from this Flip suffering, give me joy. Yeah. And and young people, I think, see through that. And they're like, that's not how it works. So maybe I'll just sit in my suffering. This is who I am. I'll be stuck here. Mm-hmm. But the, yeah. the gospel says, no, perseverance is actually a really important perseverance. So through, per means through, through severance. You're mm-hmm. going gonna to go through this horrible, yeah. painful season yeah, but it's going to produce something great in you. This grit of character, mm. right? And this purity of of soul and heart that's going to come out of this, and mm. you're going to have this integrity that that can stand through storm, mm. and and you're going to discover joy through yeah. through all of that. So yeah, yeah, you're I, onto something there. Uh, it's good. It's good. Yeah, that's Romans it. five. That's Romans. <laughs> five. That's right. Yeah. Awesome. Um, awesome. So. I'm excited to be able to continue. This is just a taste. Anyone listening, mm-hmm. this is just a taste of what's coming at the um, Youth Leader Weekend there in yeah. April. And uh, I just wanted to ask one more question to you, Ken. Is there is there anything else you wanted to share about that weekend? Is there a, a, a piece that you're bringing that you wanted to maybe give us a taste of 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 yeah, what we're going to be talking about. Be, it'll be, I think, a lot of really good inspirational conversation like this, but I think we're also going to get kind of practical. How can we help our students take steps of action in their mm. faith so that um, they're not just learning and absorbing, you yeah. know, but what are they what are they doing about it? And one of the best ways to learn is to be an active participant in the learning process. So if we're you know, here's an example. It, the Bible talks often about caring for orphans and widows, like mm. as a major, just one example out of many. 
as a as a major uh, thing that we should be doing as followers of God, caring yeah. for the least of these, for those um, orphans and widows of the world. So what if we actually empowered our students to practice that? Mm. Like, what if we actually then gave them a help, give them a step or come up with an idea that they could do mm-hmm. to actually, you know, show, hey, let's show up at the nursing home this next weekend and actually do something or let's, uh, Ben, you're working with children at your church, right? So mm-hmm. what if we got people together and kids together and we uh, drew a whole bunch of placemats and with crayons and markers and put Bible verses on them and laminated them and sent them to the local nursing homes. Hey, that's um, awesome. You know, stuff like that. Like let's take like active steps because if we yeah. can teach students to take active practical steps in their faith, they're more likely to mm. stick with it. Then it's not just theory. It's not just a, a brainstorm thought, you know, yeah. it's like this is becoming their rhythm, their practice. Yes. So, well, yeah. I love that too. It's something that they can carry with them further yep. beyond just youth group, yeah. right? Giving so I them think we'll come out of that, right. That. We'll come yeah. out of that weekend, Harry, with with a, a page full of ideas that, that as youth pastors we could implement in our settings. Yeah. Very cool. Harry, I'm, I'm excited about the youth leader oh, uh, weekend. Oh, it's going to be great. Me too. It's going to be too. awesome. Um, yeah. Yeah. One more reminder, if we haven't said it enough, Youth Leader Weekend's coming up April 19th through the 21st at Yellowstone Alliance Adventures in Bozeman, Montana. If you want more information or to register, you can go to rmdcma.com slash youth. And this is for all Rocky Mountain District youth workers. If you're here, you're listening, we would love to see you come to that event. You'll get a chance to meet Ken and hear um, how God has been shaping his ministry and uh, and his experience uh, trying to disciple the next generation. And that's what we're here for. That's what God has placed um, in front of us. And uh, at times it can be a daunting task for sure, but it's not um, it's not impossible. And we aren't the main cog in here. Jesus is. Mm. We get to be a part mm. of that story. And uh, thank you, Ken, for who you are and uh, allowing God to teach you, um, mold you into who you are, and that you get to come here with us today and share. And uh, appreciate you and who Thanks, you are. Thanks, Harry. Yeah. Thanks, Ben. Thank Great you. Thank you, you Ken. Yeah. yeah. And uh, as always, Ben, appreciate you being with me in on this project, uh, seeking to bring encouragement, some resource, uh, equipping, and connecting for our district youth workers and anyone else that's listening. So this has been a lot of fun so far with you, Ben. So thank you. Absolutely. Thank you. Always love being here. Absolutely. Um, As we always do at the end of every episode, we want to encourage you to ask three questions. You listen to this episode we want to ask you to, um, how does this affect you and your leaders? As you listen through this, as you digest it, how is this information going to affect you and your leaders? How does it affect your students? And most of all, is God being honored as you press into this, as he's challenging you, teaching you, as you're learning and growing? How is God being honored in and through it all? So we want to thank you for listening to another Third Thursday podcast episode, and we'll catch you next time. Thank you for listening to the Third Thursday Podcast. We hope you feel connected, encouraged, and equipped to reach students with the gospel. You can find more resources at rmdcma.com youth. If this content was helpful for you, make sure to share it with a friend. See you next time.